Hey everybody, what's going on? It is Brett Caster here, owner of Strongsville Fit Body Bootcamp. We're coming to you live today. We're gonna to do a spin on this thing and we are gonna be doing a little interview on our fearless trainer, Dustin. Dustin, what's going on? Not much, how's it going everybody? Good to be here. Dustin just got done with some intense training. So he's all sweaty, he's drenched, and he looks like he's ready to go. I'm just kidding, you didn't break sweat out there. So Dustin, we got some questions for you today. I'm just gonna jump right into it, you ready? Absolutely. Let's All do right. This. Perfect. Let's go. We got Sage here as well in the background. I want to say hey, hi, Sage. what's up? I was All right. I'm just gonna like jump out and scare people halfway through. Oh. <laughs> like I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Halloween yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Dustin, just got a couple questions I came up with here. Really interested because uh, some of these things I just have no clue about. Really, I wondered. So it's a good time to bring it up. Um, so let's get started with something easy. Just uh, where did you grow up at, and what's your life been like before you became a life coach and a trainer? Just growing up. Um, well, I grew up in the neighboring town of Berea, right over here. Uh, although I actually technically our house was in Olmsted Falls, but I went to Berea City Schools because um, we were just in a weird street that was right off of like both ends of the street connected to Berea, but. Um, the street itself was Olmsted Falls, which was kind of weird. But went to Berea City Schools. Um, I played sports growing up. Uh, did some cross country, did some football, baseball, basketball. Um, so I was always very active playing sports, and that's how I kind of maintained my fitness level. Back then, uh, growing up, I was never really big into working out. Which sports? Uh, cross country, basketball, football. Baseball. I played football in eighth grade, and then um, it was my eighth grade year in the spring. Um, some of my friends that uh, ran cross country and stuff. Um, actually, some of my friends were going to be going to the neighboring school back then. Berea and Mid Park were separate high schools, so some of my friends were actually getting ready to go to Mid Park, and so I switched one of my um, track events from I think from disc to uh, the half mile so I could hang out with my friends that were distance runners. I ended up enjoying it so much that instead of playing football my freshman year I got into cross country wow. and it was really interesting too because you had um, so used to you know the rivalry of Berea Mid Park because my middle brother Dave played football for Berea and so used to the rivalry that schools hating each other and everything. And I go into the first cross country meet in high school and I see some of our guys getting off the bus and going and giving hugs to the mid park runners. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Don't do that. No, you can't be doing that. What are you doing? Like, and the camaraderie in cross country was just so cool to me. And that's one of the things I love about here at Fit Body is just seeing people encourage each other and lift each other up. Yeah, there's competition. You'll have people pushing each other, but in a good way, giving each other high fives and stuff then. So that's always been kind of cool to see here. Cool. Are they the that's middies? Awesome. Hmm? The Midpark middies? Is that their name? No, they were the Midpark meteors back then. Oh, so now they're the uh, middies. No, now it's really? Bri Bri Midpark High School is now one school. And they, okay. much like the Disney movie from 15 years ago, when they combined schools, they became the Titans. Oh, really? So it's the yeah. Berea Mid Park Titans. So Berea's colors were uh, Berea, uh, were Berea, blue and red, and Mid Park's colors were brown and orange, like the Browns. Okay. 
So what they did is they took one color from each of the two schools. So they right. took the blue from Perea and the orange from Mid Park. And so their colors are blue and orange. And okay. I think Titans. I was thinking on Midview. Midview. Probably. Anyways. Probably. Off topic. It's kind of out of topic, actually. All right, cool. But um, once a brave, always a brave. Berea High School, Berea Braves. So once a brave, always a brave. I was a Buckeye guy myself. There so. you go. Awesome. How did you get into fitness? Um, like I said, I always played sports growing up, but it was actually, I was a mailman in Florida for about seven years. And it was the couple days before my 29th birthday. Um, I was on a route that delivered to a lifestyle family fitness, um, which later got bought out by LA Fitness, but at the time it was lifestyle family fitness. And they had big balloons, big signs, sandwich board signs in the front, uh, not sandwiches, just sandwich boards, saying, you know, free enrollment, uh, no down payment kind of thing. Uh, so I just said, you know what, I'm turned 29, I'm, about to, I'm a year away from my 30s, I want to start taking care of myself, plus being so close to the beaches and stuff, you got to look good when you're down in Florida. So I said, you know, I'll check it out. Went in after work, um, and they had a deal where when you joined, you would get a credit for either, like, their uh, free tanning. I'm like, I'm in Florida. I don't need free tanning. Uh, like, access to some of the premium classes or access to a personal trainer or a, a free session with the trainer. So I obviously went with the trainer as I was new to working out. Decided I could pick his brain, get the free session, and then I'll know all I need to know and yeah. work out on my own after that. Yeah, no, you can't figure it all out in one session. Um, but the guy they set me up with for the session, he was from Ohio as well. And so we immediately bonded over Ohio State. And... Um, and I ended up training with him for about a year. He left Lifestyle, went to another private gym. I followed him there. He went to another gym after that. I followed him there. Um, and I was training with him for about a year. And just the way I felt, the energy levels, um, the way I looked, um, and just everything about it, how healthy I felt. I mean, I had more energy from getting up at five in the morning to go work out with him before I went into work where I was walking six, seven miles a day, I had more energy than I did ever before. And I, I couldn't believe that doing extra work before I was walking all that distance, I was going to have more energy, but it completely changed my life. and I just loved it. Um, so from there, after working out with him, I met another guy um, that owned his own gym. And um, he ran a multi-level marketing business. I got involved with that a little bit. And because I got involved with that, he allowed me to work out at his gym at no cost. And then I ended up kind of helping him out when he would run some boot camps and different special events for the multi-level marketing stuff. And um, as he knew, I was getting kind of frustrated with the post office. Said, well, you know, once you do this, you're awesome. You, you're a nice guy. You're motivating. You're always encouraging people. Like, you're really good at this. Why don't you become a trainer? And I was like, oh, that actually sounds pretty good. Like, I've always wanted to help people, inspire people. And um, 
that seemed to make the most sense. And I had another, uh, my roommate down there was like a sister to me. She was very encouraging, said like, yeah, you absolutely should be a trainer. And so I ended up taking the test, uh, certification test, and um, then decided to move back home to Ohio. Awesome. Well, that's, that's a little different than I had thought. And that's actually leading into what I was going to talk about and ask you about Florida, because I know that a few times you've mentioned about living in Florida and being a mailman and everything. Um, I want to see a little bit of a background on how you transition from being a mailman for seven years to coming to Ohio and being a trainer. I wasn't sure if you started in Ohio. Now I know. I didn't know that you started in Ohio, went to Florida, then came back to Ohio. So how did, how did that transition happen from, uh, you know, if you want to go back, how did you end up going to Florida? Why did you go to Florida? You spent how much time there and why did you come back? So when, um, as all big changes go, a, a big part of it came from the end of a personal relationship. Um, I dated a girl for about a year and a half and the relationship uh, ended and I was just looking to make a change. I had been in retail um, for a few years, for about three years, selling hats at lids. If you ever see me wearing a hat in here, that's generally why I was always a big hat fanatic. Um, but I didn't like the retail hours, especially during the holidays. So I wanted to do something a little bit different. I got my real estate license. Um, then the market crashed. So that went kaput. Um, and that never turned into anything. And then, um, when, after real estate failed, I tried, I got back into retail. Um, I ended up getting passed over on a promotion that I was pretty much told I got at a Borders Express bookstore, which, you know, all part of God's plan because Borders is no longer in business. I would have been out of a job. I remember like, Borders. Yeah, I would have been with, out of a job within two years after getting that promotion. Do you remember Borders? She doesn't even know Borders. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so after that, after getting passed over on that promotion and then not getting other jobs, I had an uncle down in Florida that was working for the post office. And he said, hey, we're looking for people down here. You could probably apply for jobs at the post office up there as well. So I put in applications down there as well as one for, I was living in Akron at the time. And um, thankfully, with my uncle being down there, he also had a connection to an HR representative down there in Florida. So that really helped me get an interview down there. So I flew down for about five days, um, did an interview at one branch. They tried to give me an interview at another branch, but it didn't happen. Um, while I was down there, I actually got a call from the post office at Akron, seeing if I wanted to do an interview there. And I thought, deliver in sunshine or half the year in snow. I'm like, eh, yeah. I'll wait and see what happens with this job in Florida. Um, and so about two or three days after being back from my interview, I got the call and um, went on as what they call a casual employee, which at the time you only get about a 90 day contract. Um, if you don't cut it after 90 days, then you're out. So again, it was kind of betting on myself. Yeah. Um, and so went down there. As I'm going through the basic training for that, the letter care union um, 
struck a new deal where they eliminated my position as a casual employee. But anyone that was in there already hired technically got bumped up to the next thing. So I got like a dollar pay raise or something like that, like a little bit of a pay raise. Um, worked there for about seven years. Again, the last year I was there, um, the later carrier union contract had expired. They came up with a new contract. This one, instead of going forward, actually bumped me down. They, again, eliminated the position I was at, and anyone that wasn't a full-time employee by that time um, were going to be at a new, new rate. So I actually took a $6 an hour pay cut Oh my, God. my last year was there and at that time I was living oh in downtown God. Orlando so going from a downtown living to all of a sudden like losing six bucks an hour it was I became juggling where I was like okay pay this bill with this credit card I'm gonna pay this thing late I'm gonna pay this late so it just wasn't really cutting it um, and then a little bit more to my story I'm talking a lot Keep going. <laughs> That $6 bit. pay cut's crazy. Oh, yeah. The $6 pay cut was huge. But the other part of it, believe it or not, being in Florida um, with all that sunshine, I just wasn't happy. It, when I had moved down, I had one niece, one nephew. Now I was living there. I had three nieces, three nephews, all back here in Ohio. And I missed my family terribly. Um, I had family down there. I had friends down there. But I was getting into not the greatest things. Uh, I was drinking a lot. Um, yeah, it was it was rough because I would go. I mean, some of it was fun at the time, but looking back at it now, I I could honestly say I was depressed. Um, How old were you at this point? At this point, I was uh, early thirties. Early thirties. Yeah, early thirties. Um, so knowing that. It was, I wasn't happy. I had more family back here, nieces and nephews, and I was always kind of more of a family person. Um, I knew I wanted to be home. Plus, in my 15, 20 minute drive home from work, I would pass about 10 to 12 gyms, all with their own boot camps and stuff going on. And I'm like, how am I going to penetrate the market here when there's already such, um, such a saturated market with gyms and everything. So I didn't see myself being able to make a feasible living down there um, with the map, the market saturated as it was. Mm -hmm. um, plus trying to build that career um, while still working at the post office. Um, because with the post office, I knew what time I'd be going in in the morning, but I never knew what time I'd be getting off. So I could get up early and have clients in the morning but I was never going to be able to have a stable base of clients in the evening because there would be days I'd be thinking I'm getting out at 3.30, 4 o'clock. Next thing you know, they're sending me back out on the street to help someone else, and I wouldn't get out until 7 o'clock at night. So that wouldn't be smart business for me to keep canceling on you know, yeah. clients and stuff. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to come home. And... Uh, when I made the decision to move home, um, there was a business in Berea um, as well as Cleveland that I had worked for before in my early 20s um, for a bit. It's called Cafe Aroma. Uh, owners Rob Bennett and Mary Wright Alley. Um, they're, they're part of what makes 
Berea, part of what makes Cleveland home for me. Like it's a place where I can always go. I know I always have a place. They do an amazing job with the students, the the either Cleveland State or BW students, um, or anyone for that matter that works there. It's they feel a home. They have somewhere they they can um, have solid ground underneath them and build their life there so they were a big part of it i was working at their downtown location which is on cleveland state campus and um they were the ones that actually helped get me my first training job uh, up here because the ymca at the time their um, home office was right across the street from cleveland state and or from cafe aroma the downtown location and so when some y members came in or employees came in they asked who, you know, who can he talk to? Because I had applied to yeah. a while, like two or three times before that and didn't hear anything. Right. And so then they talked to someone for the Cleveland Association and then they're like, oh, here this woman that was reviewing the application stuff, like I had been serving her for the last like six months and had no idea who she was. So as soon as she saw my name and came across, she came and said, oh, I'll take care of you. And That's she, funny, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So she got me an interview and... Next thing I knew, I was working for the Y. So that's cool. That means be persistent. You're, you know, two times get denied. Yep. Gotta stick with it. Awesome, man. This is cool. Getting to learn a little bit. Um, I got a question for you. What is your favorite food and Strongsville restaurant? Ooh, favorite food. Man, I love Mexican food. I think hey, really? I'll put Mexican down anytime. Like. It doesn't matter what Mexican restaurant, like, and if it's a full-on burrito or burrito bowl, I'll, I'll eat both, like. How about Chipotle? Is that a Mexican? Oh, food? I love Chipotle, yeah. Chipotle, I like, I like Moe's Southwest Grill as well. That's um, good. Especially because um, Moe Mondays is, like, is my jam, dude. Like, they have, because it's, you get the burrito, chips, and a drink for six ninety nine. Like, it's hard to beat that. See, I'm the opposite. I don't do Mexican food. Total opposite. But to each their own. Yeah. So what restaurant, though? Oh, you said Moe's. So. Well, Moe's is good, but there's not one in Strongsville. Okay. The closest one here would be North Olmstead. I know um, you would have said Swenson's, but we don't have one in Yeah, we don't have one. Either. Yeah, Swenson's so is, where are we is going good, too. Um, Strongsville restaurant. Um, I like the rail. Burgers are good, too. Um, okay, I love the good. rail. Um, I heard there's a place... Tribes, Trives, Trives, I heard that's a place, to, a good place to go to. Um, haven't been there myself, but I know a couple of people itching to take me and my wife there. Um, but yeah, I love the rail. That's uh, always up for a good burger. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Rail's rail. good. That's a yeah. good pick. Yeah. Just. They got, they got a McDonald's around here too. Somewhere. I. I honestly have not had McDonald's, a McDonald's burger in I probably, have probably at least 10 years. Yeah. At least 10 years. Uh-huh. So, so the only time I've really had McDonald's um, in recent years is like because um, of the Cavaliers winning, being at the game and they score 100 points, you get free oh, yeah. chicken nuggets. Yeah, free Chalupa like, too. Uh, <laughs> okay, now yeah. we're talking about okay, <laughs> This is not for any of you. <laughs> Hey, you know, it's that's the important thing is moderation. Oh, you know what? I should say my favorite Strongsville restaurant, hands down, Mitchell's Ice Cream. 
Mitchell's ice cream. Mitchell's ice cream. <laughs> All right, so uh, there you have it. You got to go to Mitchell's, or you got to go to the rail, and then you got to wash it down with some Mitchell's ice cream. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool, man. So, um, how was culture and training at the Y different from FBBC, and what have you learned in this transition process between the two? Wow. Um, hmm. <laughs> I. <laughs> Gotta think about that one there for a second, or think about how to say it. How to say it. How to say it. <laughs> I love my experience with Y. I love my clients I had there, the people I worked with, um, the everything about it. It was it was my building blocks. It was my foundation for there. Um, so I learned a lot being there at the Y over the time and how to treat people, how to expect to be treated, and also ways that I didn't want to be treated or um, or just lack of recognition. I think there were times where um, the training staff we had there or the staff in general did an amazing job and went above and beyond. And I think sometimes we our efforts and our successes kind of got overlooked. It was more of, um, it kind of, some of what I experienced at the post office too. It's like you got rewarded for your hard work with more hard work. Like it, it sometimes just didn't feel like it was enough. Now my direct supervisors and stuff like, um, I love them tremendously. They were great at recognizing. Um, but I think as a whole, um, from the top down, didn't really see the support um, and by from the top down, I mean like from the association office. Like mm-hmm. we didn't get as much hands-on, as much touches as you like to refer to it from the association office. Um, the people that were in the building at the Y were fantastic. Um, and the culture was still, because it's the Y, you're still trying to build that family atmosphere, taking care of your members. Um, there were some great things that, they wanted to expecting us to, um, when people come in, saying their name, like uh, greeting them, uh, making sure they felt welcome. Um, I tried to implement some things in the positions I held there, um, trying to build that community myself. I had a rule for when we would give new members tours or potential members, introducing them to um, three people on a tour, whether it be other members or employees, making sure introducing them and saying their name three times. So they are feeling connected right away. So little things like that were, were great. Um, but I, I think you're gonna get more of the recognition, more of the family atmosphere, more of the, um, the touches, the, the hands-on in more of a small business setting like this. Um, and, and I've immediately felt that with you guys as owners, with the members, um, welcoming the way, well, yeah, welcoming me the way they have, responding to things going on in any of our lives the way they have. Um, you know, the that Monday walking in um, and having members coming in like, oh, heard you're fostering, and like, here you go, and like, yeah. like someone giving me someone I hadn't seen in like since the first month I was here, giving me showing up, giving me diapers and wipes, and then like, oh. 
that's cool, that's very nice, and then next person give me a card, and then that whole day just being overwhelmed with the number of like gifts that were brought in was just overwhelming for my wife and I, and just, um, you know, just the way I, I, I feel here, it's, it, it feels so much like family here, and you know, I, the wise built off of Christian-based principles, but um, just the the way I look at Christianity is it's all about love, and I feel that more here than anywhere I've ever worked. So, so it's credit to you guys, credit to the people we've gotten in here as members, the members that stick around and treat us the way they are. So thank you guys all so much for that. Awesome, and well, thank you too. Yeah, it's great to hear. Something you will something you will learn about Dustin is. Um, he may joke and tease all the time, but you'll never hear him say anything negative about anybody. He's always positive, and he's always, you know, even if he has something to say, it's always in a positive, sweet, nice way. So that's something something awesome about you, Dustin. Thank you. Yeah. And right from that, I wanted to get in, since we're talking about members and owners, who's your favorite member and your favorite owner? No, just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm about to get awkward Shift gears. So we know your brother owns a t-shirt company, and we may have something coming in the future as far as a possible community event to do um, with that. Can you just tell us a little bit about that business and, and maybe a little plug to anyone that would want to get some uh, Cleveland gear, sports gear, anything t-shirt-wise? Tell us just a little bit about that business. Awesome. Thank you so much for asking about that because one of the things I wanted to do when I moved home was to help my brother um, grow his business. At His company is called We Bleed Ohio. Um, he's been in graphic arts. like He went to Bowling Green for graphic arts and has always done all kinds of uh, cool designs and artistic renditions. He used to submit designs to um, a company called T-Fury. And um, he would also do like um, band design shirts. He would enter a contest that like different rock bands and everything would put it out there, like design a shirt for our next tour. So he would do submissions for that. But he started out um, at different like tailgates for like the Browns and, and Indians and stuff, like designing different shirts for that and just selling them in the parking lot. And then that grew where he got a vendor's license and was selling primarily at the, um, before the tailgates and stuff like that. And then um, eventually selling online. And he just started to build, a, excuse me, started to build a following. And um, when I moved home, he had just come up with probably like his coolest and most iconic design and that was um, the Browns leg lamp shirt. So as you know, uh, A Christmas Story was actually filmed in Cleveland, so it's a big Cleveland tradition. Like, you can go visit the Christmas Story house, and the big thing there is the leg lamp um, that the dad opens on the Christmas Eve. Well, um, he took the leg lamp and he put made the lampshade orange with brown piping, and then he put um, the Browns, like, jersey pants on it so it's white jersey leg and with the brown and orange striped on the side and then the sock and then the, like a football cleat on it so we turned it into a leg lamp just 
Browns and Christmas Story goes together. And he had so much success selling this shirt. He was just going to like vendor shows all over downtown and people were loving it. Like they could not get enough of it. So as I had moved home and was at these shows with them, um, I started telling people, oh yeah, we're going to be in a store soon. We're going to be in a store soon. And he's looking at me like, what? Why are you telling people? And I'm like, dude, you're going to be in a store soon. Like, and um, later on, like that next spring, um, we were for tribe opening day. We were at a table right in front of the store location he was later going to open at, like a few weeks later. And now, since then, he's moved into a larger location. Still, he's in the Fifth Street Arcades. So if you know where that is, it's um, there's a Barrio Tacos downtown. There's a Mexican food right there. Um, and there's a Barrio Tacos. You go in the Fifth Street Arcades right next to Barrio, and he's down on the left. And one of the cool things he does that there now he's in a bigger space and has more um, updated equipment is he does t-shirt printing parties where you get to um, either pick from the designs he already has there. You let him know again which ones you want or if you want him to make a custom design for you with like your own logo or anything like that, you, he can get that created for you. You go in. Um, it's BYOB. Um, if you want to get food catered, you can do that as well. Um, but they explain the printing process to you. Then you actually get to screen print your own shirt, put it on the conveyor, um, and then you get your own shirt. If you want to buy more stuff while you're there, you can. But he has shirts uh, for the Browns, Indians, Cavs, um, Ohio overall. Like You could say Ohio State, but... There's rules, trademark rules, of course, when it comes to um, those kind of uh, printing for teams. Like, he can do the Browns colors, but he can't have anything that says Browns. He could say Cleveland on it. Same thing for Indians and Cavs. He can say Ohio or Cleveland, but he can't actually put the team name on it. Um, and Ohio State is one of the biggest like sticklers when it comes to that. Like, because their block O is such a huge logo. Um, well known that if you do anything close to um, the Ohio State, oh, like they will like do a yeah. cease and desist, like you wouldn't believe. Really? Um, yeah. So it's an awesome store. You can check them out online, webleedohio.com. Again, he does t shirt printing parties, he does custom prints. I've been working his store, like I'm going in today to work his store for him to help him catch up. He's got a bunch of custom printing jobs that he's been doing. So if you have a company that you want to get some shirts made um, or some other stuff, you can get other things made for it. T-shirts, sweatshirts, um, hats. You can order um, and pillows, like all kinds of stuff. You can you can get stuff made. And WeBleedOhio.com, Fifth Street Arcades, downtown. Dave Gruss is the owner. And yeah. yeah, we're going to get some uh, FPBC gear from there real soon. I think yep. we are possibly going to do something either end of September or October sometime, we're gonna probably do one of those t-shirt printing parties. Yeah, so, that'd be cool. awesome. Awesome. Um, last last kind of thing I wanna uh, touch on here, because we're getting into time here. Uh, what vision do you have for your future? Wow. Um, so, you had mentioned early on we didn't go into it too much. Um, I am a life coach, certified life coach, as well as trainer. Um, my passion as I've gone through the years stuff is to help people 
And anyway, again, I, I've said over the last 10 years, I want to help people find the healthiest and happiest versions of themselves. So while your physical fitness is a huge component of you feeling healthier and even happier because of the endorphins you release from working out, um, I think that's just a piece of the puzzle. And um, part of what I want to do is really just help as many people as I can. Um, I love the training aspect that I get to do here um, because one of the things I love about training is and life coaching is helping people set that goal and then reach that goal and then the excitement uh, they have on their face and in their words the way they walk and carry themselves when they reach that goal and then they realize oh I could do more. Um, so that's one of my favorite things about coaching and training. Um, so what I would like to do as I'm, you know, here in a managerial aspect is to really help people commit themselves to keeping on that healthy physical path here at FitBody, as well as, um, if I'm able to help them break through other barriers that they have going on in their lives, you know, maybe partner up with you guys even a little bit more and offering the life coaching aspect to them um, and really just help them find the healthiest, happiest version of themselves. And then for them to be able to take their new found health and happiness, have them take it out to other people and spread it and either have them turn people here to us or them being the ambassadors of change and them taking out. Um, Leo Tolstoy once said, just as one candle can light another candle and light thousands of other candles, so can one heart illuminate another heart and illuminate thousands of other hearts. So if I can be that person that is illuminating those candles, those hearts, sparking that fire within people. I want to do that whatever way that means. So I've been fortunate the last few months to have some public speaking gigs um, where we've been able to help point people in the direction of taking better care of themselves, um, changing their mindset to one of positivity, um, and helping them make those healthier decisions and um, turn them onto that healthier lifestyle overall. And so I'm just hoping to continue with that, with speaking to people, reaching a larger audience um, at once, as well as having these one-on-one um, -on -one conversations through life coaching, as well as, you know, getting involved in people's lives here as a trainer. So, Awesome, dude. Well, I learned a little bit about Dustin today. How are you? Yeah, for sure. Cool. So one thing I could say is, um, Dustin, you've been awesome. Like, literally, you've been such a, a blessing on our business and our lives coming in here. Like, we've always looked for different people coming in here, and we've had people come and go as far as employees go, but having you come in here has just been total blessing. And so um, nothing's a coincidence and we believe you're here for a reason. So we want to try to keep you as happy as possible. So always um, just just thank you for everything you've done so far and really yeah. excited for the future. So. Awesome. Well, I thank you for that. I've felt the same about this place. It's been such a blessing to be here. Again, the members are incredible. You guys are incredible. Um, you know, my wife and I just, can't believe like it. I mean, we can believe because God is good, but like just the way things unfolded the way they did, like, you know, um, that 
I was I was getting ready to step out of training altogether um, before this job popped up. I was wanting to pursue more of the life coaching, even though I love training. I was getting ready to get into another field altogether, get into like banking or something with more of a set schedule. So then I would know um, the time I could commit to my life coaching outside yeah. of it. And the fact that I can keep those two ideas of coaching and training together because of how interwoven those two are, your, your physical and mental emotional health um, is just such a blessing to me and, and blessing to us. And uh, it's just been fantastic. I mean, with the whole fostering thing, you guys have been so supportive. Everyone's been so supportive on that. Um, and it's been incredible. So I'm just glad to be here. So thank you guys. And awesome, man. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you. All right. He's shaking my hand right now. You guys can't see <laughs> it. But. Can't see. I think they heard it. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you tuning in. And we'll be back next time. That's a wrap. So we'll see you soon. Later.